0: Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. This is Renee Thomas, host of Oracles Radio on Blog Talk. It's Friday. May 29, 2020, and we're coming to you today with a special report regarding the George Floyd protest riots that are occurring as we speak in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and around the United States of America. Former officer Derek Chauvin has reportedly been arrested in connection with the death of African-American George Floyd, and has been charged with third degree murder, manslaughter. And this was announced by Hennepin County Attorney Mike Freeman. Attorney Freeman said in a press conference today that they have never charged a case within four days because they have to have admissible evidence that can be proven in that case beyond a reasonable doubt And right now, they do have that evidence. Now, with regard to information about the specific charge, third-degree murder is considered manslaughter and is the killing of a person that is unlawful and under circumstances that lessen the moral culpability as compared to first- or second-degree murder. Now, we need to talk about what this means. Unlawful murders are those not considered justifiable, meaning self-defense and things of that nature. And murder is the unlawful killing of a person and committed with malice aforethought. Now, malice aforethought occurs when killing a person is intentional or premeditated in some way. This has not a lot to do with regard to how long it took to premeditate. Or there is intent to cause serious bodily harm that leads to death, or there is reckless disregard for human life that ends in death. Where first degree murder indicates pre planning, premeditation of a more extensive nature, and second degree murders are without forethought at, at all usually involving an anger at the moment situation like road rage, manslaughter or third degree murder in most states is the killing of a person that is unlawful and under circumstances that lessen the moral culpability. So basically it is not as bad as first, degree or second degree well specifically first degree murders and the punishment for manslaughter is less than for a first degree murder like the degrees of murder manslaughter can be either voluntary or involuntary distinguishing between these can be difficult it determines it is determinant upon or determined by the facts of the case the interviews, the history, the um, words that were exchanged, things of that nature. So the case will have to be developed before it is determined what type of manslaughter it is. It has not been expressed, whether voluntary or involuntary. Now, voluntary manslaughter encompasses a killing where there is a conscious disregard for the lives of others and a lack of malice. A forethought, these types of killings usually require some provocative act that elicits an extreme emotional response, and some states call it a heat of passion crime, like a wife who murders when she finds her husband in bed with the nanny, (laughs) is what some people say, or a death provoked by verbal insult or offensive gesture. Um, deaths from such provocations, while intentional, do not rise to the level of murder caused by heightened emotional context and it prevents the killer from being in full control of their behavior. Under this definition, moral culpability is less or your moral um, the way that you are looked at from a moral standpoint you are not looked upon as being completely responsible. If, however, the killing occurs after sufficient time to cool off, after the provocation, the killing rises to the level of murder. Involuntary manslaughter covers the unintentional homicide or reckless disregard for the lives of others, i.e. gross negligence, which I'm thinking this is what they're going to try to go for. We do not have firm proof of that, but based on the history of America and the fact that he's a police officer and some other things involved with what was being said to him at the time, it looks like that might be what they go for. Now, classic examples of involuntary manslaughter per the internet tend to include death during reckless driving or during the commission of a misdemeanor that unintentionally results in death. Of all the homicides, involuntary manslaughter is the less serious, okay? And be aware that the death due to extreme recklessness is often seen as second degree and not involuntary, so these charges can change. However, as the attorney mentioned, they have enough proof to charge him with third degree. For example, uh, death due to drunk driving might be involuntary manslaughter. Death due to drunk driving after repeated drunk driving convictions is more likely to get a second degree, uh, is more extreme and likely to be second degree murder. Now, according to legal firms in the Minnesota area, third degree murder in Minnesota involves killing another person without premeditation and intent through inherently dangerous acts with no regard for human life. And according to legal firms in Minnesota, inherently dangerous acts may be direct or indirect. And that could mean a lot of different things. The charge of third-degree murder encompasses unintentional murders, a depraved mind murder. The And certain drug-related deaths, including drug-induced homicide. Now, of course, if he was on drugs while he was on duty, that's a whole nother issue. We don't have any knowledge of that or of his mental history, any of that. Now, malice can be involved in third-degree murder charges. Malice can be involved in third-degree murder. And if an individual intends to harm another person, but not kill that person and the person dies anyway charges of third degree murder will likely be filed because they intended to harm them and there was a reckless disregard of life now what what will he be charged or what could he be charged if convicted a person convicted of murder in the third degree in Minnesota may be sentenced to imprisonment for not more than 25 years and a payment of a fine of not more than Now, at this time, I am unable, time that we are releasing this particular newscast, to confirm the minimum sentence if convicted. All right? At this time, none of the other officers have been arrested. However, this story is changing and developing. Moment by moment, there were at least four other police officers in the video that were involved which that video has been circulating around the web and social media. Now, with regard to some history, Chauvin, the officer that was arrested and who had his knee in the neck of George Floyd, the African-American who was killed on the street, reportedly had 18 previously previous complaints against him in his 19 years with the force, and he worked with George Floyd in the year of 2019 at the same nightclub. And that nightclub is called El Nuevo Rodeo Club in Minneapolis on the south side. This club was apparently owned at the time by a woman with a, based on what we're talking about, a highly ironic name, Maya Santa Maria. And from a spiritual standpoint, we understand who Santa Maria was. If you don't know, look it up and Chauvin was the club's off-duty officer for nearly 17 years, and Floyd worked there for about a year, so their time at the club did overlap, and they are said to have had overlapping shifts, so it is highly probable, affirmed, that they previously knew each other at the time of Floyd's death, okay? So, Maya, the previous owner of the club, I believe she has since sold it, is reported as having told KSTP TV, the ABC affiliate station in Minneapolis, that Chauvin worked as an off-duty officer for the entire time that she owned the club, which was about 17 years. And she said Chauvin worked outside Um, And the security guards, which Floyd was a security guard, worked inside. She does not believe but cannot confirm that they would have known each other. But, again, she is not certain. Now, even if one person worked inside and the other person worked outside, it is typical that they all had to clock in at the same place. That despite the fact that somebody works with you and they work in another building or another part or another office, you still know them. Okay, but we do not have any proof that they knew each other. We just know they worked in the same location at the same time for a year. You can figure that part out. On May 26th, Santa Maria, the previous owner of the club, reportedly said that the community is heartbroken, tears in our eyes and hearts. How could Chauvin have done this? Friends, join us in Chicago and 38 for a protest against the actions of she called him Derek Chauvin, ex-police of El Nuevo Rodeo, who killed George Floyd in cold blood, strangling him until he was out of breath yesterday. Say no to police brutality. It's not a crime to be brown. We have to send a clear message that in Minneapolis this is not going. Okay, now keep in mind that the Former owner of the club, Santa Maria, has also expressed that she is against all the rioting and the damage that's being done, even though she is for the protest. Now, keep in mind, she also referred to the officer, um, again, as Derek Chauvin, and she referred to him by his um, first name as if she is familiar with him and didn't know him, okay? Okay. And we ha- that's what we have so far. Again, this story is developing. We thank you for listening and we are so sorry that we have to bring you this news and all the news that it's been a crazy first quarter, first and second quarter within the United States with regard to news, keep your head up and thank you so much for listening. Take care. Bye-bye.